0: We're all about how y'all doing today? Welcome back to episode three of Kingdom Talk. All right, you guys, we left off on a great note, a very high note at that, and we were talking about honesty. Is honesty really the best policy? All right. We came from scriptures such as Psalms 101, verse 7, Jeremiah 9 and, 9 and 5. We came from Proverbs 30 and 6. We came from 1 John 2 and 4, uh, 1 John 5 and 10. We came from Jeremiah 13, 25. Um, and we talked about honesty with your family, honesty in relationships, and in your friendships. All right. And today we're going to hit on honesty on your job and accept the responsibility for your actions. Are we honest enough to do that? All right. So just a little recap. We talked about how important it is to be honest with our family. We understand that family members can be very, very toxic. And having a toxic relationship definitely requires making tough, uh, tough love decisions. Um, and also, our pastor has been teaching us on redefining relationships as a, as far as his family, as far as his friendships, as far as dating relationships. Redefining them, finding out about a person, knowing a person, okay? Becoming intimate with a person, into me see, all right? Not just seeing someone based off their outward appearance, but really getting to know that person and who they are in their hearts. Wanna to touch on anything? All right, so moving forward, you guys, We talked about how God cannot lie. God is a God of truth. He cannot lie. And when we trust in lies, we set ourselves up. We set ourselves up for failure. When we allow the enemy to plant seeds of lies in our head, it causes us to become crippled in our walk with God. Can we all agree to that? All right. So now moving on, we're going to talk about honesty on your job. I ain't probably thinking about, what do you mean, honestly, like telling your boss the truth? Some ways that you can kind of lie on your job, you guys, and I am so guilty. It's sometimes, okay, I'm going to just say one that I did. I think it was like last week. I was, I didn't feel like going to work. It was like Black Friday. I didn't feel like being at work. And like, it was, only for, it was for five minutes, but it was still just, it was just not integral. And um, I went into the bathroom <laughs> and hid out for a little bit. I was still clocked in on the clock. So basically I'm robbing I'm robbing my job. Okay? I'm robbing time for my job, you know, because I'm not I wasn't working. I was just in the bathroom, just standing there telling Snapchat how I'm in the bathroom, ducking because I don't feel like being there. Not good. Also, another time when you're late, when you're late to work. Okay, you're not being honest on your job. There's been some times where um <laughs> there'll be some times. Where I would um, be taking my slow, slow, slowest time getting ready for work. And then when I pull up to my job, I'd be rushing in as if I was rushing to get to work. And I really wasn't. And so, <laughs> so before,
1: if you're late, you're not on time. You're right.
0: If you're late, you're not on time. And if you're on time, you're late. Mm-hmm. All right. And I didn't mean to tell I want to tell you guys that today we do have our special guest back. And this is my pastor, my spiritual mom, my mentor, just a divine gift from God. Dr. Averill Wiggins. Dr. Avril Wiggins is with us again today to finish out part two of Honesty. All right. And so I'm going to let her speak on some things when it comes to being honest on your job. Because y'all see, obviously, I need Jesus. I'm still working on that. But uh, I've got a lot better. But I'm going to let her speak on that.
1: Hey, man, we're talking about honesty. And one of the things with honesty is when you go out for your lunch break. Oh, yeah. We be your break is for 30 minutes, you take an hour. <laughs> well, how are you? You're not being honest. How are you going to keep a job? And most people of color do that all the time. Well, I had some other things that I had to do, but you're disrespecting your boss. You're disrespecting your time, but you want to get your money on time. Mm. So if we want to get our money like we're supposed to, then what we need to do is be honest, show up and do our job in its full capacity. If you want to see if you could get... Time taken off for ducking out in the bathroom. (laughs) You won't be ducking out in the bathroom. So if they could clock off, okay, well, we're going to take $10 off of your check. $10 make a difference. Yeah. So what we have to understand is, you know, also being to work on time and, 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 and not being to work... At the time, but being to work before time, you know, you want to sow seeds that's going to go into your future, that's going to help you with your what? Businesses. Amen. I didn't say business. I said businesses. So what you do as a, a, a employee is going to affect those that will be employers of yours because they're going to bring the same type of mentality. Mm, yeah. That you had when you were on all the different jobs that you were on. You We got to get out of this mentality of purposely being late. Because you, you want God. God is a very, what, present help in time of trouble. He's present. God is present. So my thing is, God wants you to, what, be present, you know, in your life and for your life. We wonder why things don't always work out the way that they should. It's because we're not being integral, we're not being honest. And honesty and integrity is tied together, too. Mm-hmm. Because if you have integrity, you're going to be honest. That's true. You have no integrity, you're going to lie. Mm, that's true. So I think it is important that we also value our, the person that we are working for. Because when you disvalue the clock, you disvalue the boss. Mm. They all go together. We try to separate and act like our behavior. And a lot of this stuff is a behavior issue. We don't value... But see, the the minute someone messes with your time and the minute someone is late and not at an appointment for you, you flip off.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) So, again, we have to mature (laughs) when it comes to honesty with our jobs. We have to be on our best, you know, because you want to make your company look better. Yeah. You want to be an asset. Hello? Hello? You don't, you don't want your company to hate to see you coming or p- who you're working for. You want to be an asset. If you can't be an asset, then you're devaluing the company and you won't stay around long. Hey Amen. I wouldn't keep somebody working for me that's not doing the job. I would first, I give them a chance of three. One, two, three. three. Three opportunities to get it right. right. And if you don't put forth the purpose for effort to get it right, then you won't
0: that's true that is so true up i received that ouch and amen another way that you can be um dishonest on your job when you decide that you don't feel like going to work so you're going to call out sick call in sick and say i'm sick so i can't come to work today and knowing you lying Mm. You know when you're lying. I mean, and Pastor talked about it just a few seconds ago about integrity. And we learned from our bishop, um, Apostle Ivy Hilliard, you know, let integrity be your guide. And you know you're not sick, and you just sit there and say, I'm going to still call out just because. And I'm going to take a sick day when, you not, when you're not when you not sick. Mm. All right? Wow. So that's another way you can be dishonest on your job. So let's get better. I can say arch an amen to that because I've done all those different things late has been one of the worst things for me because i would sit there and be like think think i'm going fast and i'm really not going fast and be like making excuses okay our pastor always taught us the number of uh, the an excuse is a cousin to a lie first cousin. first cousin to a lie Amen. matter of fact it is a lie yeah so she will always teach us that and you know thank the lord i gotten better on that um through the grace of God, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm still working. Um, we have to practice
1: habits that's going to change the cycles. Yeah, and what I've always done—I've anybody that I worked for, they never wanted to see me go. Why? Because I was an asset to their company. Right. And that means I—I'm I not a late person. If anybody that knows me, if I got an appointment, I'm going to be at that appointment early. Mm-hmm. And if I'm late, I'm gonna call and let them know because something got in my way to stop me from being there at the the, the, the pre scheduled time that I'm supposed to be there. Right. So you gotta start looking at your life like that. You know, I need to be ahead. And if you start being ahead, gotta start doing things ahead in your life. That's true. Amen. So Amen. you gotta you gotta practice and put it into a a, a plan, uh
0: uh where it becomes a good cycle. Mm. That's good. That's good. I received that from my life. Hope you guys receive it as well on your end. Lastly, we're going to talk about accepting responsibility for your actions. Are you the type of person who's always quick to point the finger? All right. You're not responsible for your own actions. You blame this person, that person, that person for something that you did. You know, my pastor always teaches us that life is choice driven. All right. At the end of the day, your choices, every choice that you make has a consequence, has a consequence or a reward. And anytime we go outside of God's plan to supposedly try to do what's right in our mind, we always fall short. And I'm going to let her speak on that as far as being responsible for yourself, accepting your responsibility for your own self and your own actions.
1: In order for you to change, you have to take full responsibility. Not just responsibility, full responsibility. Mm -hmm. That is full responsibility for your whole life. And when you don't take full responsibility for your whole life, you're going to always be a person that's going to make excuses for bad behavior. So... I take full responsibility for my actions. If I get a bad attitude, I don't blame somebody else to be like, well, you made me act like this. No, I don't blame my husband. It's because of you that I'm acting like this and I got a bad attitude because you can't never be on time. It's easy to point out and, and so hard to point within. Yeah. Amen? So we have to take full responsibility for our attitude, we have to take full responsibility for how we handle one another. We have to take full responsibility, and I said for our whole life. You don't live a part of a life. You live a whole life, and that's what a lot of our issues um, is with family members. They don't want to take yeah. full responsibility for the things that they're allowing into their body, the thing that's going to cut their life short, but then they'll blame God when they're on their deathbed. Yeah, yeah. That's not taking full responsibility for what you do. The things that you do now are going to affect you later. You can I can guarantee it. The things that you've done in the past are affecting you now. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the things that family members are doing in their life right now is going to affect them when they get older. You're going to see it because you've seen it already, and you're seeing it. You're going to see manifestations of things that you are doing because you won't take full responsibility. And that means ownership. Ownership for what you're doing. I'm I'm the owner of this ship, mm. Mm. and this ship has to go the way that I decide to go. And if I decide to go away from God, that's called will. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You have a free will, and God is not going to violate your will to get you to do what He's already told you to do. Come on now. He's already put it in his word and he's already put it inside of your DNA for you to be able to do it. But if you don't put forth the purposeful effort, mm. then you're not going to ever take full responsibility. You'll be a person that live a life of making excuses. And, and people with bad attitudes, they always make excuses that somebody else calls the attitude. Nobody internally calls you to have a bad attitude. <laughs> You choose to have a bad attitude because you allow your situation to dictate what you do. Your situation dictates your response. Mm. So that means we're emotional. We're not emotionally balanced. So I'm letting an outward situation dictate my attitude toward the situation. Mm. I'm Mm. supposed to be able to dictate how I respond and not let the situation dictate how I respond. Yeah.
0: Amen. That's good. That's that is so good. That is so good. I hope y'all. I hope y'all really. I mean, come on now. Take all this in. I know I am. Take it all in. And for my, for the ones out there who have had a troubled, uh childhood. All right. I I could tell you. I've been through a whole list of stuff from abuse, physical, emotional, all that type of abuse. Um. And sometimes you know, your 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 birth parents can only do. Can only give you what they got, That's right. and I had to learn how to, um, uh, to kind of really see that. And, you know, one of the first messages I heard from my pastor, and I was at the time I was living um, in a very hostile environment. And one of the first messages I heard from her, which really got me through, you know, is how to. Uh, she preached on how to survive in a hostile environment how to survive in a hostile and That's one of the first messages I've heard from her that really, I mean, it, it really got me through, you know, how to survive in a hostile environment. And no, we can't always pick and choose what family we've come from. You know, we wish that we could do that, but unfortunately that's not, that, that's not the case, you know? So sometimes we're born into a situation or with people that aren't really equipped to be our, our parents aren't really equipped to guide us because sometimes their trauma that happened to them in their lives, that's where they stopped that. That's where their growth stopped. So Mm -hmm. they just had children from there, from that trauma. That's true. All right. And so what I'm saying to you guys who have experienced that still, we can't have this, this, this same attitude where we got to keep pointing the finger at mommy and daddy. You know, mommy and daddy didn't do this. Mommy and daddy didn't do, didn't do that. But guess what? Healing, wholeness is your responsibility, it is your choice, meaning that you don't have to stay there where you were traumatized. You don't have to stay where mommy and daddy and uncle Jojo and uncle Bug Bug done did that to you. You can move forward. Even my vic- even the victims who have experienced rape and molestation, you know, I-, I I feel for you and I have sympathy when it comes to those areas. And um, But you don't have to stay there. You can get back up. I heard Erica share this this morning, Erica Campbell from The Morning Show, and how she talked about how you can, uh, you grow in the dirt. That even in tough situations, and and sometimes it takes a tough situation to cause you to grow. And if we think about a flower, and we think about a flower that blooms into what it's it's supposed to become, um, it grows in dirt. It grows with the dirt and the worms and all that stuff. It it grows in the soil. And our leader, my leader talked about, this. was it on last week? Talked about the soil. You know, talked about uh, uh, us being how we're seeds and we're planted in, in, in soil. And that soil is dirt that helps you grow. And sometimes, you know, she always says this to us. Where you plant yourself is not where you're supposed to be. It is where God has planted you. Right. And where God has planted you, you're able to bloom. Right. You're able to bloom. And then another point I wanted to make about being responsible for yourself, she always tells us this if you're pointing the finger, there are three fingers pointing back at you. Y'all do it right now. That's right. You see? Yeah. It's stories, three fingers pointing right back at you. And coming where, how I grew up, if we say sorry to somebody, We'd be like, well, if I did something to you, if I made you feel a certain way, and then she actually taught us like, no, taking full responsibility is saying, I'm sorry for what I did to you. Not if I did something, but for what I did to you, I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. Not, not if I hurt your feelings. Right. Because
1: if takes out the responsibility. Yeah. It always leaves a door open to say, and then that that's pride too.
0: Yeah. That's
1: true. It always leaves the door open to say, if, no, take full responsibility and say, you know what? I hurt you. Yeah. And I take full responsibility for it. That's the only way you're going to be able to change.
0: That's true. That is true. I, you guys, it's so important. It's so important that we understand that being honest with ourselves. And our, my pastor, I spoke on this yesterday, you know, about facing yourself in the mirror. You know, the areas where it's not pleasing to God. You know the areas where you need work. We know the areas where, you know what, uh, this ain't really a good trait. This ain't really a good habit to have, you know. And she always tells us this, just like you can make a bad habit, you can break a bad habit. What I love about God is that you don't have to do it by yourself. The Holy Spirit is here to help you, to lead you, to guide you, and help you to break those bad habits. Amen.
1: Amen. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. And change is a product of what? Human Human effort effort sustained sustained by by divine divine help. help. So if you want to change, you got to put forth some effort. You can't think that this walk with God is going to be on a flowery bed of ease. It's not. Mm. You're going to go through some prickly uh, sticks from those uh, roses. Amen? Mm. But it's how you respond to the prickly sticks. Mm. Hello? It's, It's whether you decide to get up and bleed or you decide to get up and wipe the bleeding so that you can get up. And though you may have scars, but scars will heal. Yeah. So it's how you process everything. And all this is about what, what I would like to say, all this is about maturing and becoming the person that God has purposed and intended you
0: to be. So You're yeah. growing up. Yeah. I receive that. I know y'all do too. So we're gonna end with this conclusion that no, honesty is really not the best policy. For the believer, honesty is the only policy. It is the only policy. And I'm going to share a story with you um, from the late the, um, Dr. Miles Monroe, such a great man of God. And he said he was going uh, to do business with the guy. And they were under some type of contract or something uh, for his country because he sat down with governors and all that um, in his country in in, in the U.S., Um, And so the guy was saying to him, hey, yes, honesty is our best policy. And Chuck Musselman wrote God from the table and said, no, I can't work with you. And then the man said he was all puzzled. And he said, well, why? He said, because you just told me that honesty is your best policy. And then he said, well, I'm supposed to be honest. He said, if honesty is your best policy, that means you got a second, third, and fourth policy too. He said, I don't want your second, third, and fourth policies. He said, if honesty is not your only policy, then I can't work with you. I mean, you can't be trusted. So we got to remember that as a believer is that honesty just can't be your best policy. It has to be your only policy, Mm -hmm. saying that you won't bend from the truth. Mm -hmm. It has to be the only thing that you're going to say out your mouth. And as we talked about honesty... Is a commitment to telling to, to telling the truth. Meaning that you want truth. Truth has to override every dis has to override everything that you do. The truth. And we know that God is truth, the true and the living God. That there is no lies in Him, that He is the truth. And as we're wrapping up, we're not gonna take for granted again that everyone knows Jesus or has said the Christ is your Lord a personal savior. And we're gonna ask our pastor, my pastor, I keep saying our pastor. Well, hey, y'all on here, we family. Our pastor to go ahead and lead us in the prayer of salvation, Amen. Well, I want you to repeat after me, Father God, Father
1: God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I come to you, I come to you, asking you to forgive me, Ask you to forgive for me all of my sins, for all of my sins. I know that Jesus Christ, I know that Jesus Christ died on the cross, died on the cross to forgive me, to forgive me, and I accept Jesus Christ, and I accept Jesus as Christ. my Lord, as my Lord, and my personal Savior, and my personal come Savior. Come into
0: my heart, come into my
1: heart, make me new, make me new, in Jesus
0: name, in Jesus name, Amen amen you are part of the body of christ and we just thank god for you getting a good faith word teaching church all right a church who has power you know who believes in the power of the holy spirit um and just continue to stay prayerful those who have been struggling in in your walk and struggling with honesty and just being truthful we we praying for you y'all y'all look y'all know i need jesus so we all praying so have a blessed one y'all we will be back here for episode three on Sunday. Excuse me, episode four. Oh my goodness. On Sunday. And it's going and it's when going, we're gonna have our special guest, Josiah Wiggins, who is a young believer. Um, and then Janae is gonna be back. All right, so stick around, y'all. Later. She was on